Welcome to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. Here's your host, Steve Teixeira. Thanks, Andy. Welcome to another 17 Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Teixeira, along with my beautiful wife, Holly. Hi, babe. Hi, how are you? Well, I'm doing well, but I thought I might be replaced. Yeah, I know it's so good to have you back. I'm (laughs) glad to have you. You did a great job. And uh, it was emotional. We love the Millers. And um, you did a really good job. But today we have... Another emotional podcast, but uh, we're honored with the uh, privilege and pleasure of Dr. Rob Chatterton and his wife, Megan. So Yay, welcome thanks to thanks for being you. here. Thank thanks you. For having yeah. Us. Yeah, yeah, thanks for the invite. This Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I kind of wanted to set up this, um, how we met, like sure. just a little scene on how we met, because I feel like... Um, I don't even know if you know this, so yeah. I um, I might have told you, but um, I do want to tell everybody um, on the podcast that Danelle and I worked for you, just in case people didn't know that, um, but first and foremost, we worked um, together, Danelle and I worked together, and we worked for Dr. Burnsed, who was in Napomo. He sold the practice to Rob, and all I knew about Rob <laughs> before is that he was from, um, you were from San Diego. I knew that he was younger than I was. I knew that his wife was a hygienist and that he was a Mormon. And I thought, oh, gosh, is this going to be good or is this going to be bad? I don't even know. I don't even know. So I was like, okay, you know, in the dental world, we're like, oh, gosh, you know, the wife's coming to work for the the office. You never know how that's going to go. And um, so at the beginning, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to work for somebody that's a lot younger than I am. So this is weird, too. I I remember those conversations. conversations Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, You know, never had a boss younger than me. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm not sure I like this at all. Like, it's so strange. And um, anyway, I just want to go on record to say that, Rob, you're probably the best most awesome boss I've oh, ever worked gosh. for. So yeah, I am very, you. very thankful. And for she did say that off the record many, many times. Many times. Oh, but yeah. I am yeah. um, my favorite boss ever. So oh, thank um, you. And, and you're a darn good dentist, too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But, um, yeah, I do want to say something about that, too, is that um, it's it was all about family. And that was yeah. so important to me. Did, but I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know that going into it. Sure. So I felt super um, honored um, to be a a part of your team, a part oh, of your, yeah. your staff. And me and Danelle would say that a lot, you know, and Megan did work. He, she was a hygienist. She worked for with us and it went so smooth. So yeah. wasn't it? Don't you it think? Was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had such yeah. a great little team in that. It was a small little office, but we loved it in Napomo and Wilson drive yeah. or something yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. 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 Right North upstairs. Wilson, yeah. yeah. I know. I love that place. So anyway, um, Rob, just tell us, a little bit about you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, as you mentioned, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm one of those non-doctor doctors. I'm a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have some letters after your name. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we Dylan is pretty simple and, and, you know, not life threatening for the most right. part, which is great. But yeah. Um, no, yeah, I, yeah. So yeah, Megan and I met when I was in dental school and, oh. um, and she was already a practicing hygienist. And so, um, uh, I knew I wanted to come back to or come to California. I'm originally from Boise, Idaho, but I just love the ocean and, yeah. and knew I wanted and to you're come. And you're a surfer. Yeah. Surfer, yeah. There's no exactly. surfing in Idaho. Yeah, no surfing. Yeah, no, it's a wakeboard in the yeah, lake. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So um, anyway, yeah, we kind of stumbled upon this area and and just fell in love with it. Megan's mm-hmm. from California mm-hmm. and uh, from Modesto and 
very different part of California, but yeah. yeah so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's true. so we came here and uh, yeah. So in 2010, I bought that practice and, and I don't think it's funny hearing this now from you because <laughs> I don't, I don't think I appreciated at the time at all, like what that perspective was like from your guys's perspective. Oh, sure. Yeah. Where it's like you're, you've been working for this dentist for years. years I mean, yeah. Danelle was there seven years. or eight years, yeah. 10 years. Mm-hmm. And you were there a couple. Five or I was six. only there a couple yeah. of years, I think yeah. two or three years, but okay. it's, it's just different when they're, you're like, yeah. Oh, they'll, they're inheriting the staff. I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah sure. Totally. Sure. If you don't gel because you know, as Dennis dentistry, you yeah. weren't really, really close to your boss every Absolutely. single day, especially so, as assistants and, and dentists. Yeah. Yes, so. And, and so, yeah, you know, I, I don't think I appreciated at the time, you know, what that, how scary or unknown or like that transition was for you guys. But, but anyway, yeah, I, I, I came in and it was a, I don't know if you remember, but it was literally an overnight takeover. I mean, I remember (laughs) Brooks worked on a Monday. I can remember every, it was November 15th, 2010. He worked on a Monday. I came in that day. The, the money was wired at 6 PM. We all stuffed envelopes and sent letters out to patients right away and then i literally started, started on tuesday, tuesday the next day wow and it was like that and brooks went from 25 years of owning and running the practice to retired you retired. know just literally and i think he came in three or four times to kind of finish up a few sure cases or whatever but otherwise it was us and yeah. that was it and i was it not only was i young or younger or whatever but <laughs> i was also a pretty brand new dentist i had only been a dentist for like a year and a half or yeah, whatever down yeah. in carlsbad and so working for somebody else so it was all i mean it was totally new you right know? right but um so it's new also too that you're a dentist and that business you owner, business owner absolutely and now boss, you have the staff like all those things yeah and, and, <laughs> and they're all girls yeah <laughs> and dental school is is cramming in dental stuff in oh, 40 sure. years they don't teach you a thing about being a boss about business, business, nothing. Yeah, exactly. running a business. I mean, you're learning profit and loss statements and all of this stuff from your accountant. They're like, they're. I'm like, literally, tell me this like you're telling a five year old, please. Yes. Like, I need to. Thank God like, you had Danelle. <laughs> yeah. Because she. Well, Danelle knew every everybody and every. I mean, yeah. everything oh, yeah. in that town, and everybody knew Danelle, and 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 thank goodness you guys all stuck with me and. Cause that was huge. Cause the, you know, the patients loved you guys. And, and I think to come in and have these familiar faces. Sure, but. sure. So here's a funny little <laughs> anecdote or whatever, just in thinking about this. Um, I, so I had come up before and met most of the staff, but for some reason you weren't there. I hadn't met, I didn't meet you until day, the day one. one, day right. one. Right. And, and, and I just think that there's, I can't remember what it was. There was something because I, I, I was a part-time worker. That's okay, why. yeah, that's I was probably the part-time it. Maybe worker. I came on a day that you just you weren't there. I weren't there. Yeah, because yeah. I think I worked from like eight to one, and then I left during um, you know, while you guys went to lunch. I would sometimes that's go true. to lunch, right, and right, then right. I would and go then take off. Yeah, yeah I take right. off. So that's probably why you didn't meet me. Yeah, and 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 I remember you know Brooks going through everybody, and you're kind of you know trying to get a fill for everyone and yep. and whatever. And I remember I didn't. I, I knew you existed because I knew on, you know, I knew on paper. There was, yeah, there's another <laughs> RDA, Holly or whatever. And, uh, but I hadn't met you. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, I remember coming in the first day and meeting you and talking to you and everything. And I was like, how, how did like, she's like a huge asset to this practice. Like, why did nobody mention like just your personality and how bubbly and uh, everything. See, there and, it comes. 
Yes, there it is. Did you, you. did you hear that? Bubbly. Bubbly. That's always what I get. That's is it? always what I yeah. get since I've been. Well, I hope that's, that's her number good. one adjective. Yeah, I hope the that's the number still a one adjective. Exactly. But it was. But it was just. You know, Brooks had talked to me about Danelle and how she knew everybody and and yep. all these things. And you're going through and like, what's everybody's responsibilities and what does everybody mm-hmm. do and and whatever. You're like, and this girl, she's just. <laughs> and, and, well, and, and, it, and it wasn't like, and Brooks didn't say anything. Obviously, no. nothing bad, but no. it, it it was just like, oh my gosh, like she's amazing, and like, That's yeah, so how nice. is, yeah, it was so just, nice. it was yeah. awesome. That's so I cool. just knew, you know, from the start, I think we all gelled really yeah. well. I'm, and honestly, when I think back, those are such fond memories, and I honestly miss those days. There's I know. times where I honestly so, miss them, and I know because we we would do a lot of fun things together, and it was good. It was yeah, good. It was just super a good time. fun. Yeah. So yeah, so now, um, tell me about because. Um, you went to Monterey. Yeah. yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. Because so, yeah. So in the end, I mean, as much as I love that practice and everything, and you kind of alluded to this or mentioned just a minute ago that it, I think it came, I hope it came across pretty quick to all of you and the staff that it's family was oh, number one and yeah. first. And, and I understood that. And, and, you know, my thought and motto was always like, you do whatever is best for you and your family right. over anything else. Like, sure. I understand that this is important and it's our practice and whatever, but your family always, yep. you know, supersedes that and, and whatever. So anything I hope, you know, and anytime oh, you guys always. had anything come up or whatever, I, I hope that it came across that yeah. way. And I always try to prioritize, prioritize it that way. So when that came to me, I did the same thing and sure. basically, yeah. So, I mean, I was, I went on a CE course and met, you know, some dentists on this course up in, up in the Bay area. And that led to one of them contacting me. They were in a group practice in Monterey and he and I kind of became friends and then they had a partner retiring and he knew I was in a solo practice oh, gotcha. and he had done that for years, 15 or 20 years in Fresno. And, mm-hmm. and he was like, I know the struggles of a solo practice. And it is, it is tough. It's a right. grind. I mean, it, it just dentistry is an expensive business to run when you run it by yourself you assume all of that sure. you know financial and all of that responsibility we're talking about yeah. alone and again you didn't learn that in school so totally. you're like i don't yeah. know that i and like it's that part literally yeah it's sink <laughs> or swim do, i mean you're yeah i want to do and, dentistry that's yeah, what i signed up yeah, for not exactly. to be the, the boss and all the yeah it's a lot it's a lot yeah it so is. so they ended up they had a partner of 30 years retiring and they reached out to me and at first my answer was like oh thanks i'm flattered but no thanks no and then i sat on it for like i literally sat on it for like a month and then i was like maybe i should just hear what they have to say i talked to them again and they were like let you know let's let's talk so they brought us out there they showed us the practice and everything and and then they you know everybody kind of dug deeper and they started sharing you know like financial potential and all of this stuff yeah at that point sound great yeah and it just it just led me down a path that was like i couldn't unlearn that right. information and here was this opportunity and so and anyway it's a beautiful area and it's a beautiful i was still born and raised area. in salinas so yeah, yeah. monterey's a hop skip and a jump right so yeah. yeah so you were there for about it how long about a year and a half and and um and it was kind of time to either buy into the the group practice or or you know decide what's next and um and they were awesome i mean it was six of us under one roof um ranging from you know, 35 years old to probably 60 something mm-hmm. years old near yeah. retirement. Yeah. The, the group had existed since the early seventies, you know, wow. they, so it was established right in town. Yeah. Good building, everything. 
so it was great um but we, we in no time i mean our, like, our heart wasn't there it was yeah. here we came back here like every week every weekend to yeah visit. we just Friends did yeah but you're learning like you yeah. were newly married you had claire you had, we had, mm-hmm. yeah claire was only two years old when we moved there uh she was pregnant with cameron okay who, who mm-hmm. was born there in monterey okay. two years you know after claire so um yeah this is all 2015 and um yeah anyway we, we quickly learned i remember being there about six months and saying to megan like I think I just want to go back. Like, I I just miss that area. Like, I don't, I'm not really interested in a solo practice again. I don't want to go buy something down there. We don't need to be hasty about it. We've got a good thing going here Mm -hmm. and we can look for opportunities. Oh, okay. So that's kind of where I started putting out feelers and whatever. And, and then, then the opportunity at the, the Chumash tribe opened up. I knew somebody. So you were a dentist there. Correct. For quite some time. Yeah. Three and a half years until COVID. Okay. Yeah, up until All right. COVID. Yeah. So then let's stop there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go to Megan. So Megan, tell me about how long you and Rob have been married. Obviously, he told us that you guys met in school. And yeah. then tell me a little bit about your kids. Okay, we um we've been married 11 years. Yeah. 2009, we yeah, like he said met met when he was in his last year of dental school. Okay. And we have So were the hygienist kids. was the class right next to the dental? No, I, I wasn't. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah, good question. Was I it? No, no. I <laughs> Um, I went to hygiene school in Connecticut, and then I moved to D.C. to work, which he was in Richmond, and we were just his friends and my I mean, we were just just traveling back to mutual friends. And I think we really hit it off, though, at a baseball game. Ooh. Yes. There you go. I I wasn't even, we were were just talking. Camden Camden Yards, yeah. uh That's awesome. And we totally hit it off there. And that's That's where I'm like, we're going to have to reconnect again. And summer was starting. We dated all summer. Yeah. The rest is history. Yeah, the rest yeah, is really yeah, history. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, sounds like a Hallmark movie. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Totally. So we have Claire, who's seven. Okay. Cameron's five, and Kate's three. Okay. So, and they're all about to have birthdays in um, April, May, and June. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Great kids. And I remember Claire mm-hmm. um, very vividly because you guys had gotten pregnant with Claire when I had worked there. Yeah. But I do remember when we did a book read and she was, oh, and I said, yeah. I spotted her little face out and I was like, who's your daddy? And she's like, she kind of looked at me strange at the beginning and she's like, his name's Rob. And I said, what's your last name? Chatterton. I said, I worked for your dad. <laughs> and she was so like glowing. Yeah. I was like, I love it. It was so cool. This and I could Ocean just View, tell. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, Ocean yeah. View. I'll never forget that. That was the cutest thing ever. Um, so anyway, three kids. They're very young. And um, yeah. Okay. So, and you guys both knew Ryan. Yeah. yeah. Both, Ryan was um, in part of the practice, obviously. We, yep. Yeah. We, did, anything in particular that kind of maybe a highlight that either of you might have? Yeah, I, my first thoughts. I first of all, I remember, you know, again back to meeting you, and we were talking about this earlier. But there was those, there was the two two pictures in our sterilization room. Yep, of your we boys, all had pictures. Uh-huh. I had yeah. a little wall. Everyone had their yeah, their little wall, which uh-huh. was really cool. And uh, and so I remember you telling me about them, and then yeah, I can specifically remember meeting Ryan and and him coming in as a patient. And right, my first thought was just like he was just so. He just was so mature for his age and so outgoing and yeah. friendly. And then I was like, he is, he is, and I'd met you, Steve, at this time. And I was just like, he is their kid for sure. For I mean, sure. Yeah, just right. absolutely. Just, but I was just so impressed with how 
polished he was mm-hmm. and just um respectful and just I just enjoyed yeah I, I anytime he was on the schedule I looked forward to it because he oh, was yeah. just like such a positive upbeat kid and I remember in my mind just thinking like this, this is the kind of kid you hope to have I mean mm-hmm. this is like yeah. sincerely just he you is. know somebody that can converse with adults right. but is integrated with his own sure, you know his sure. own cohort and yep. and just a yeah, just a good all-around a, kid such a one of a kind absolutely yeah. A yeah. Kind yep. yeah 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 so that's interesting um and yeah so he i'm thank you for saying that, that absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so anyway i just wanted to okay so ryan got diagnosed with his cancer in april of 2015 yeah so you were so in... we had just that was literally the month we moved to monterey, monterey. and then cameron was born Cameron was born on my first day of official work. I literally <laughs> sold the practice the day before to Dr. Young. I, I left that. in the afternoon, drove to Monterey. And worked. Was about to work the next morning. She woke up at five in the morning, had a contraction. She was, was the drive. The he drive was, yeah. yeah. I mean, had so I been one crazy. day later, I would have missed yeah. his birth. It was oh crazy. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's crazy. And so yeah. when did you find out about Ryan then? I Or how did you find gosh, out? Gosh, that's a great question. Um, I I know I found out early. My guess is it it had to be from Danelle. Yeah. I would yeah. think that Danelle had texted me. Yeah. And and you know yeah. we all kept communication. Always, you know, all always of us through did. this. Yeah, yeah. Which is even when I was in Monterey and, and everything. Yeah. And and yep. so yeah, I I I'm sure Danelle would have been you. the one to tell me. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that was um April 2015. Yeah. Then Danelle gets diagnosed on August. And it was 2016. Okay. Yeah. How did you? I, I know exactly where I was at. Really? Do you, yeah. I know everything about that because we were taking Ryan back to school. Um, it was it was August 17th, and um, yep, she called me and she was she had said, um, I don't think it's good. I have to go oh, back. Yeah. And um, why would they call me back? Like I just was there I, in the morning. Do you remember this yeah. conversation? Yep. So um, anyway, um. Uh, I always hesitated to tell Ryan because, you yeah, know, but then I knew I needed to, yeah. but he was actually at school feeling great, you know? Okay. So, um, that was his, um, his time to go back to college in the house. I remember right. like outside the house talking to, um, Montisa and, and so was this kind of news. in between his two diagnoses? This was right before he got diagnosed with leukemia. Right with before. leukemia. Okay. Right, the right second. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a, Two weeks, three weeks later, oh, gosh, he got that, diagnosed with yep. leukemia. Yeah. Yep, that's exactly right. But he was there. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. crazy. I hadn't thought about it. So that's 2016. Yeah. And then we have the big blow that was you got diagnosed. Yeah. And I know it was 2020. I don't know the yeah. month it was. It was tax day, April 15th. April 15th. <laughs> yeah. Another reason yeah. to just yeah. like that day. To dread that day. <laughs> yeah. Dread that day. Wow. Yeah. 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 And Ryan's was April 19th. So, so we're, um, yeah, we're close. Yeah, we're but his was 2015, yours is 2020. So five, okay. yeah, five so, years. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Interesting. Um, tell me, walk me through that whole process of symptoms and yeah. how that yeah transpired. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. So yeah, this is just a year ago. Um. Yeah. So I was in the middle of transitioning. I I, I so I had come back was working as a dentist at the Chumash tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the guy that I knew that was working there, Dr. Troy Slade, um, he had gone on to Phoenix and, and left the tribe. And then I t- took his job as the dental director there. So I'm working as the dental director at the tribe, commuting from AG down to Santa Inez every day, 50 miles. 
awesome job. I just, I loved it. Yeah. I mean, it was just, I didn't even mind the commute. I did yep. it for three, you know, plus years or whatever. And uh, beautiful drive and just, yeah, anything. I loved it. But as you know, Dr. Beck, Trevor Beck, mm-hmm. who's partner with Randy Voss yes. in the village and AG, Trevor and I met day one of dental school yep. back in Virginia, mm-hmm. um, you know, 15 plus, geez, 17 years ago. Yeah. Um, we found this area together, you know, um, came out here together, everything. And uh, so at this point, Randy Voss, Trevor's partner of, you know, 13 years, was talking retirement. And, mm-hmm. and we had started talking about, you know, me replacing him and, and buying his half out and, sure. and becoming partners with my you know, friend Trevor. Right. So that was the plan. So yeah. uh, so that was, in fact, we had it all arranged and set up and it was going to happen on April 1 was the transition date and everything. And uh, I was coming back, you know, to AG and and it was going to be awesome. It was perfect. It was <laughs> yeah, it perfect. Was a fairy tale, honestly. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, and as much as I hated leaving the tribe and they were awesome to me and, and everything, but they were, it was one of those situations where when you explained it to anybody, they're just like, you've got to do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is your best friend. It's a great practice. Right. Like it's everything. A, yes. Yeah. So anyway, that was the plan. And and uh, and then, you know, we COVID. all COVID hits. March, <laughs> what, 15, Because that's 16. March, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dentistry is literally, as well as so many other industries, is brought to a screeching halt. Right. right. You know, so we're trying to figure this out at the tribe. They're trying to figure this out at um, yeah. in it, with Voss and Beck. And we're all just trying to navigate this crazy new world mm-hmm. that we're in and uh, so you know long story short or whatever <laughs> sum it up but basically covid pushed off our transition yep. and and it came to the point where the, you know the banks were still willing to loan and, and that was no problem mm-hmm. and everything but it was just like you know um i'm coming into nothing right now i mean there's literally right. no nothing. work no work yeah so the plan was you know luckily megan and i are frugal and savers and and you know i had a cushion of like you know i always keep you know we always like to keep two to three months of you know unexpected expenses yeah and and we were just like you know we're gonna we're okay and and we all kind of thought that would be you know you know the early days of covid it was like two weeks lockdown one month that's what everybody thought i did a year later it's like oh my gosh yeah so so you know we thought you know okay i remember having a discussion with randy and randy was like are you okay um for a couple months and i was like absolutely and randy is a saint and oh, Rand- randy boss so and he nice. was like i just can't in good conscience sell you nothing right now so let let uh, let trevor and i weather this storm let us get the practice back up okay. and going and let's talk about doing this like june one or july one so that was the plan i can remember so my last day at the tribe was was beginning of april i remember in my exit interview with our hr person i remember that's when i first was like my legs, I remember specifically sitting in that interview and having to scratch my legs. And I was like, what the heck is going on? Like, it, you know, things, I was, my skin was getting itchy and, and, and it was so bizarre. And I, and I remember t- coming home and talking to Megan, I'm like, did you switch laundry detergent? Like <laughs> something, you know, like my skin is itchy. So, well then, um, so, so I'm done at the tribe and I've got this downtime at home and, and suddenly my skin starts turning yellow and I start feeling sick. I, I have jaundice. I'm full blown jaundice my eyes are turning quick. yellow mm-hmm. this happened over about a two-week period i mean pretty quick and um and and, and the itchy went away no yeah. the itchy was getting, getting worse. bad worse. i mean to the point where it was like it was keeping me up at night like i would i would oh. just wanted to scratch my skin all night long and and it was just crazy 
so finally, after about a week and a half of, of trying to kind of figure that out, you know, what's going on, I, I reached out to my doctor and, and that led to me, you know, him getting blood work done, which led to a gastroenterologist referral. And, and keep in mind, again, this is early, this is like two weeks into COVID. So hospital, I mean, oh, everything so shut no. down. Everything I'm is just... shut down. Yeah. Which, yeah. which kind of worked out, it worked out that a lot of these guys had time. So, so, uh, so this all happened. I remember, so I talked to my doctor like on a Thursday, I got blood work done on a Friday and that led to a gastroenterologist referral. I got more blood work done on Monday morning, mm. Tuesday and ultrasound in the morning, which right after looking at that, they were like, we're bringing you right back this afternoon for an MRI. So this is all, you boom, know, boom, Friday. Boom. Yeah. Monday, yeah. Tuesday, all leading wow. up to April 15th. Wednesday is April 15th. And after that MRI, the gastroenterologist called me and he was like, yeah, we're seeing something. And, and I, one of my, you know, a partner gastroenterologist does uh, endoscopy with ultrasound and do pinch biopsy. We want to get you in tomorrow. So I go to Sierra Vista hospital and slow right away. They, you know, they put me under, um, they do this. And, and, and in my mind, the whole time, Cancer has not even crossed my mind. Sure. I mean, you're has a young guy. Entered, yeah, you're 40, healthy. You're surfing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, totally. And and I I was thinking in my mind, I was like, I guarantee I've got like a gallstone, something blocking mm -hmm. my bile duct that's leading to this mm -hmm. buildup of of mm -hmm. you know of bilirubin jaundice, and and that's what's happening. And uh, and so and and they haven't mentioned that either. No doctor has. Oh, said the c, so word. the c word yeah was not in the okay no and and in hindsight i look back and i'm like they they knew for sure okay. and i don't blame them but it's just like they you got to get to that point of a biopsy right and Correct. confirmation before you and it was the same thing that. with ryan totally mm -hmm. and 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 i'm sure you guys can in hindsight yeah. look back and be like gosh those and you kind of feel almost bad for them because they're sitting yeah. there having these conversations with you and in their mind there's like this poor guy. Well, yeah. and we knew with yeah. Ryan right away because the orthopedic surgeon that we went to said, "I'm calling, you know, some people. You're going to hear from me later today." Well, he used yeah. the word like world renowned. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was yeah. Like, and you're like, we we yeah. knew something wasn't yeah. good at that point. That it was bigger. You, it wasn't yeah. normal. Yeah. yeah. And and it was nothing that they could handle locally. It sure. Was, yeah. This that was, it had to be out of the area. Yeah. 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 You got to go somewhere big. And, and he had told us. He said, "You'll be in Stanford or UCLA by this weekend." Yep. Yeah. So. Gosh, I know. And it's, it's such a whirlwind. It's it crazy. Yeah. It's a whirlwind. So I go in, get this, you know, they do this biopsy and, and, you know, and, and I wake up and I'm fine. And, and, uh, and I remember, you know, Megan couldn't come with me, you know, it's, right. you know, this is again, COVID. So I, I leave the hospital and, and they were like, Oh, you know, the, the, the doctor who did the, um, biopsy will call you, you know, with the results or whatever. And, uh, and, and they did tell me, they were like, he was able to place, you know, a stent. I knew whatever, I knew whatever was in there was blocking my bile duct. Again, I'm thinking like, I bet I've got a gallstone and I bet I've got to get my gallbladder removed. And in my mind, I'm kind of like, oh, what a pain, you know, or whatever. Like, oh, but I'm gosh. like, oh, I've got downtime anyway, whatever. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so, so they said to me, you know, they placed a stent in there to open that bile duct up. You're going to feel better in no time oh. you know and, and i was feeling really sick because of the whole jaundice thing it it, sure. it just makes you i mean you're literally just kind of being poisoned right. by your own body oh, and, it, and it just you know it had laid me up you know for about a week where i was just like man i had no energy i was just sick 
yeah. And uh, so anyway, I'm walking out of the hospital. Megan pulls up in the van. She's got all three kids in there. Um, I remember it just like it was yesterday. Um, my phone rings and it's a number I don't know. So I, I answer it and it's the gastroenterologist that had just, you know, performed this biopsy on me. And, uh, and I, you know, am right outside the doors of Sierra Vista hospital. He says, you know, Hey, do you have your wife with you? And I said, well, she's in the car. He's like, yeah, tell her to come, you know? So Megan comes out, we sit on this bench right in front of the hospital. I put on speakerphone. And I remember him saying, hey, you know, we were able to do place a stent. You're going to feel better. I did a pinch biopsy of what was there. You do, you do have, you have something there on the pancreas that's blocking the bile duct. And, uh, and we're able to do a biopsy, have a pathologist come down right there and right there in the room, you know, look at it under a slide and, and see what it is. And unfortunately, it's malignant. And in my mind, I'm just like, I'm piecing these things together, you know, and I'm like, I heard pancreas, I heard growth, I heard malignant. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hey, I, I go, are you telling me I have pancreatic cancer? And he's like, yeah, that's what I'm telling you. Um, you need to get an oncologist now, you know, and I and and I just remember those words. I mean, I mean, they almost just reverberate right now in my head, oh, like an echo okay. chamber. I mean, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I remember. Right. You know, and poor Megan, and, and she's sitting there kind of just like, you know, are we, are we really understanding all this right, you know? And so, so, and, and you're kind of thinking, and you're, you know, he's like, so who do I need to send these, this report to? And I'm like, I, I mean, who has an oncologist? Uh, who, Onco yeah. You know, like, who you don't have they? an oncologist. Like, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and I'm like, I, I don't know. And I, and I just said to him, you do, you know, with what I have, is there anyone you recommend? I mean, you know, yeah. I don't know what I have. And, mm -hmm. and so anyway, you know, so he made a recommendation. I'm like, well, just send it there, you know, and, and let's go from go there. From there. Yeah. yeah. So that's what was done. And I remember driving home and just, and, and I don't remember a lot of stuff yep. th from dental school, but, oh. <laughs> but one thing I do remember is in our general pathology class, I just remember this slide and it, and, and on the syllabus, you know, that just stuck out to me still this day that I learned years ago and it was pancreatic cancer and survival rates and i just remember i just remember in my mind even back in middle school i just remember oh yeah i'll associate that because like if there's ever a cancer you don't want it's pancreatic cancer because it's it's got the worst survival rate you know it's it's like a five to ten percent oh, five-year survival rate and it's just basically a death sentence so anyway, I just remember That's that. That's not and, what you want. No, and hear. I remember, you know, I text, I text my immediate family. Megan drove me home. I text my immediate family, my parents, siblings, and just let them know. I said, hey, it's, you know, unfortunately, it's not good news, and I do have pancreatic cancer. And I remember talking to my brother, and just right as we were pulling into the house or right to our street, I remember that's when it just hit me, and I just Ugh. broke down. It was just like, oh, my gosh, like. There's just no way. Like there's yeah, just it's it. just crazy. Yeah. Right. And it just absolutely right. hit me, you know. And yeah. And I do have to say that when I found out about you, yeah. Danelle yeah. told me. Really? So yeah. I mean, um, Danelle plays a pivotal role in this oh, whole thing. Totally. Hundred percent. That she um she was like, she's just a rock. Yeah. Like she absolutely. knew that she was, you know, she was she well, called well, me and I was like Wait yeah. a minute. I like same thing. Like yeah. I, it's the shock and awe moment. Oh, it is. When Holly yeah. told me, I remember like what? That yeah. it just what? doesn't 
I yeah. Mean, and for you guys too, I mean, it just probably feels like the hits don't stop coming. Yeah, they keep you know coming. what I mean. They yeah, keep coming, just, and you're like, yeah. what is going on here? Like, um, but it's not just us. It's there's so many people that yeah. are affected Absolutely. by this, you know. Yeah. And it's just, I think yeah. the awareness that that everybody thinks you you know you live in this bubble. I've got a healthy family. Yeah. I'm I'm physically active. I eat well. You know, I'm young. Yeah, this stuff doesn't happen to me it doesn't happen to my kids right and, and this we create this false sense of security anybody yeah. it can happen to anybody cancer knows no boundaries exactly. yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't know doesn't an age right. it doesn't know a skin yeah. color yep. it doesn't doesn't care about whether your kids doesn't yeah. matter it doesn't, doesn't care matter. yeah you know yeah. no exactly yes yeah. absolutely good pe- yeah absolutely. you don't understand that's no for sure. and that and that and you have to i think you have to I think you have to come to that realization early on. That 100%. Just, yeah, just to you can't do, ask why exactly because you're not going to get you that drive answer yourself right now. crazy. Go, and, drive yourself crazy. That's exactly, exactly right. you have to just realize it is a random, yeah, no respecter it of persons. It's nope. just yeah that it can land on anybody mm-hmm. at any time, mm-hmm. and it just right. happened to land on me. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah. And that was it. For a while, you were thinking, "What did I do? Is it something?" Yeah, yeah. you always do that. Tri- sure, R- Ryan yeah. did the same thing. Did he really? You know, I mean. Was it the hamstring injury I had? You know, right. was it this? Was it that? And, you know, the doctors will tell you, you yeah. know, I, I'll never forget Ryan's oncologist. And it was a conversation we had early on. And he was talking about the people that are walking around with cancer that don't even know it. He goes, mo- he goes, a lot of us just living in the Los Angeles area have lung cancer and we're not even smokers. Right. But it's right. because the air we're breathing. Right. But they could live that way for years because their body is keeping it at bay. Mm -hmm. Right. But he was saying if we just started scanning people's lungs, a large percent are going to have spots on their lungs. Sure. You know, and it's just some people's immune system can handle it. Yeah. Other people's can't. Yeah. And they don't know. That's the smoking gun is what's the trigger? What's the threshold and what's the point? Yeah, exactly. When it becomes a problem. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was a question we had. How long has this been going on? Did they have an answer? Yeah, that was recently. Yeah. And and, um, yeah, because I was just kind of out of. More almost morbid curiosity. You're just kind of like, how long has this been happening in yeah. my body? Like, yeah. and, I, and I have been unaware. Yeah, and and with specifically with what I have, um, which is what I have is called neuroendocrine carcinoma or or neuroendocrine uh, tumors, pancreatic neuroendocrine cancer. So about sixty thousand people a year in the United States will be diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. You know, which is not a lot. That's you know, a really low number. Correct. Right. And then you take that ninety percent of those to ninety-five percent of those will be adenocarcinoma. I got the weird neuroendocrine carcinoma. So only five to ten percent of those sixty thousand with pancreatic cancer will As be yours. diagnosed with what I have. So basically your pancreas has so two crazy. kinds of cells, mm-hmm. exocrine cells and endocrine cells, and wh- whichever cancer that affects. Most of the time, it's the exocrine cells, the 90, 95%. For me, I fall in the 5% of the neuroendocrine carcinoma. So really rare on top of being Just rare. like Ryan. Right, right exactly. Right. And, uh, and yeah. So that never made me feel really good. I was yeah. like, so, okay, thanks for telling me it's rare. Because yeah, it's, exactly. Like, we did had the same exact thing. Okay, because if you were to look up Ewing sarcoma, yeah. you, it would be a bone. Correct. It was not in the bone. Right. His so, is soft tissue, soft right? Soft tissue. Like, yeah, My yeah. dad, I think, asked me five times, 
is it in the bone? I said, no, it's yeah. not in the bone. They have already, you know, I mean, he goes, but that's not what the Google says. I go, it's the rare one. It's the rare, it's the rare one. Yeah. I mean, the rarest of the rare. I mean, I think they even gave well, us a but- 200 people a, like well, a year, because they break yeah. it down to the genome now okay yeah you know so he had small blue round cell da 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 yeah you know so they get down to, to the, the absolute nitty-gritty yes. exactly yeah. and that's what takes a long time to find to because that's what they use to to help to, base treatment the correct treatment. right yeah yeah yeah. Uh-huh. yeah that's for yeah exactly yeah okay so i want to um go to megan really quick yeah. and just ask megan you're there hearing the news what is your initial reaction to this? Yeah. Oh, I think I wasn't even hearing it. It was no. just like yeah. going, yeah, processing it was just. Um, it's a shock and awe moment. Complete. Totally, yeah. Yeah. And um, felt like a dream. And you just, a nightmare. A nightmare. Yeah. yeah. You want to just pinch yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you know, reality sets in and you go through the motions and. Um, yeah, it was just shocking off. Yeah, totally yeah. was. And uh, was there a moment that it just really hit you? Kind of like Rob said that he got to that, and then it just. Yeah, you know what? Is it still probably those still. moments come at the most unexpected times? <gasps> yeah. You know, I I can't I explain it, but I, I hear um, you. And then you know, at times you feel guilty for having good days and not mm-hmm. being sad and thinking about it often yeah. and then there'll be times when um you'll just be doing the dishes or and it's taking the kids somewhere and it just hits, hits you, you and you realize what's going on and um and what you're going through and going that moment. through the reality yeah. of yeah. it yeah. and um so it comes in waves of uh, the yep. emotions and some days are good and some days are bad. Yeah. But, um, Still but to I this do day. when I yeah. encourage you, that is. It's just the way it, that's it's, the that's new life. normal. Though. It's a that's, new normal. Yeah. Yeah. You learn how to cope. Exactly. Yeah. I went, it, yeah. I remember if I can say here, I remember that first night waking up at like three in the morning to Megan just bawling. Uh, and, sure. and, awesome. and she had kind of gone down the rabbit hole. I think if I'm not mistaken you had started looking up i have all the stuff, stuff you're not supposed to do pancreatic cancer and, and no, if, if, there, yeah. if we have any listeners out there and you have a family member diagnosed or you're worried about something the worst thing you could do is go google it absolutely because don't there it. is so much yeah i don't want to use the term but fake information fake news yep. false information what? everybody's got yeah. a you know a cure for this and a cure yeah. for that Go see your doctor. Yeah. yeah. Don't turn go. to Dr. Google. Yes. Yeah, don't. Exactly. Don't go to WebMD. Don't do. <laughs> Talk to your doctors first. And, exactly. and, and, and ask them a ton of questions. Come yep. in with a barrage of questions if you have to write them down. Yep. You know. 100%. Whatever. But but that's what they're there for. And yep. and I agree 100%. Don't I mean, look at Google. You know, and Steve and I didn't. We didn't look at you Google. You didn't. That's good. And yeah, I know yeah, that yeah. Danelle that was the same way. She was like, I... I am going through the motions of what it is. A lot of times she didn't want to ask the questions yeah. because she just wanted to go through like the yeah. motions that mm-hmm. she needed to go through. And, and I, yeah, and sometimes you, know, you don't want the answer. You don't want the well, answer. Yeah. And everybody's and okay. different. You yeah. know, as a doctor yeah. that somebody comes in with a toothache could be presenting completely different in me than in Holly. Absolutely. Right. You know, 100%. so you have to treat every person as a person. Exactly. And, and whereas Google is great, but it's, generalized exactly. and what worked for person a isn't going to work for person that's b right. and so yeah. thanks for saying that Steve. that's that great makes po- a it, huge it, difference blanket statements are exactly like you learn really quick that cancer 
is insanely nuanced. It's yeah. very individualized. Right. And it's even even people with the same diagnosis as you yes. it need to be treated as individuals. That's right. And and yeah, and, and that's part of you have to learn that as the patient. That's also part of the frustration in in helping people understand. Yes. Right. And and like you like with your your dad you were talking right. about. And I and I've had and I still to this day have tons of people reach out about you know, well, I heard this for pancreatic cancer. And I'm like, I understand, but I don't necessarily, I have, anytime you hear pancreatic cancer, it's playing to that 90 to 95%. That's right. That's it's right. not what I have. That's right. right. And, and we didn't technically know, it wasn't until the next day that that same uh, gastroenterologist, so the day after I'm diagnosed, biopsy's done, he calls me the next afternoon and said, I have a glimmer of hope for you. That same pathology slide that showed it was malignant that's just kind of a preliminary diagnosis sure. of like, are these cancer cells? Yes, they are. Came from the pancreas, whatever. It was the next day that they were like, we sent that off to a, a pathology lab under further examination. You actually have neuroendocrine carcinoma. And that's when he explained to me, you have the rare one. And it can be kind of a good thing in the, sometimes it can be more treatable. Sometimes it can actually be treated th through with surgery. So, so, in my, so it's like, you know, 24 hours later, I, and, and at this point, you know how it is, you're clinging to anything. Oh, sure. I mean, if they can give you a remote silver lining, any yeah. ray of hope, you're, you're just like, I'm taking that and running with it. Oh, sure. 100%. So, so that's, so, so there was kind of a ray mm -hmm. of hope, it, you know, in the, in the neuroendocrine carcinoma, or neuroendocrine tumors, there's basically low grade, intermediate grade and high grade. Oh, so based on how staged. much they're, it, it, it is still staged, but the tumor itself is, is also staged in, oh. in how much it's proliferating or how much the cells are actively dividing. Oh, I didn't know and that. And I had okay. high, I learned that I had high grade, which is rare and even more rare. And then also not the good one of those. So, so then I learned, you know, well, then a, a lot of stuff, information I'm getting online and whatever, or that people are throwing at me are, are people who have lower grade you know, same right. thing I've got, but lower treated grade. And again, totally treated different. Totally different. I have the exact same cancer that took Steve Jobs. That's probably the best way that I can explain it to people as far as like oh. a public figure. He had pancreatic neuroendocrine carcinoma. You know, he was diagnosed in 2003 or whatever and lived till 2011, but he had a lower grade. He had a, he had a lower grade than what I have. I have a high grade. So mine's that's actively so dividing faster and metastasizing. They also let me know at that time that there was two spots on the liver that he couldn't get over and biopsy, but they were going to set up for a needle biopsy. But by default, they were like, chances are just looking at them on a slide and knowing what you have and how aggressive it is. Those are probably uh, neuroendocrine tumors as well. And a week later, a needle biopsy proved that they were. So then I'm staged you know at that point yeah. as stage right. four yeah. because and i metastasized to it. but that's why they roadmap you or yeah. that's yeah. why the doctors work together and they put a roadmap yeah. together because yeah. they look at your case yes individual cases what worked for these people that had a similar situation you know they're not going to the internet and saying oh well yeah you know maybe this will work and maybe that'll work no right. they're, they're they're doing this systematically yeah and so that's why it's so important to let your doctor do it, but yeah. be yeah. your advocate. Right. Yeah. You have yep. to be your own advocate. Oh man. But yeah. trust what they're doing. Yeah. Yep. You know, don't, yep. don't become a Google doctor overnight. Yeah. yeah I totally true. agree. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's step back just yeah. a second and let's um, talk about the three little ones. Yeah. So do you, who wants to tell me how, how did you tell them? Yeah. Well, I 
think we're pretty, um, after all this kind of, they knew Rob was really, it was over Easter when yeah. you were sick. So when I was sick, jaundiced. Yeah. And I they know. knew he was sick, but, um, we sat them down after finding out and explained, you know, that he has cancer and somewhat of what it meant, but we were very, um, Right. Very vague. And they just know he's sick and he's going to have lots of doctor appointments and he might not feel well every day. Okay. And they're so resilient, too. Oh, though. so they, I'm telling you. But they have oh, tender the little kids. hearts. Yeah. So you're doing a good job guarding their hearts, but yeah. still yeah. giving them the information. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yes. It's, it's this fine balance of like, I, I want to inform them and let them know what's happening and also give them i knew i was going to you know i knew that i was going to start chemo i knew i was going to lose my hair you know all these things and so i wanted to you know preemptively you know prep them for that but at the same time you're like you don't want the last thing you want is them laying awake at night scared you know that because the information you gave them that you you got them into Frighten mode, oh, and, totally. yeah, and change yes. their lives. And but so. they are so sweet oh, that gosh, just to have them around, like yeah. every time I I say, because I have you know sis- sisters that have little ones, and um, if I have that bad day, they make me feel so much better oh, just to love them and yeah. just the things that come out of their mouth because mm-hmm. they're so innocent and they're just that that has got to help through everything like they're still going to be kids they're still kids they're young and they have little hearts and of course you got to protect their hearts but still be truthful with them yeah and that's where it is a balance but um i am that is one thing that i just love that you you are you can't take it serious sometimes you just have to you know because they are just super you know they have needs and they need you and that's um you know that's what keeps you going yeah and we've kept life as normal as possible you know they still do sports or activities and play dates and as much as you can i guess i know i know i know that's true they're just in some ways um you know i think if they were older it dawned on me like the stress level would probably be a lot harder on them. Oh my sure. gosh, Megan. Yes. Yeah, I think so. And, and they, they've been actually a great distraction to yeah, be honest, exactly. because of what they're you so... said, you know, like, cause they're still kids. Yeah. They're kids. Like to them, you know, they still, I, I still, I kind of take some comfort when they still have meltdowns about yeah. simple, stupid oh, yeah. things. Oh, totally. <laughs> cause I'm yeah. like, okay, they're still like, There's... they're still a kid yes. and they're still freaking out that I won't let them have this candy before dinner or whatever yeah and i'm still a dad to them and they can still treat me that way and so so there's comfort in that and just knowing like okay i think we're i think we're you know walking this tightrope and this balance i think we're doing it Great. Okay. You're yeah, doing a great we're job. Doing, we're I think trying, that's amazing. Because you know, how, how do you know how to do this stuff? You, you don't. Know what you I'm don't. You right. don't. I mean, and you that don't. was so important to Ryan too. Yeah. Is he just wanted to be normal? He didn't want to yeah. be treated any different. That's right. Right. He and you feel normal with. I remember that about Ryan. Yeah. 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 And I, I've had that thought in this too, where it's like, yeah, I, I remember him being a great example of that. Of just yes. like you want. He's like, why are we talking about cancer? We don't yeah, need to be talking about cancer. Right. Yeah. Like, I am, I'm a person that does not identify me. Right. You know, and yeah. that's, and I know that's totally. how people feel about it. You know, yeah. I just want to talk about fishing or whatever it ends up being. Yeah. But I do have to say, in what Megan was saying, because with Ryan, we were on the pediatric ward. You know, oh, we, yeah, because he was seven. Was he 17? No, he was, when he was 18. Diagnosed, he was 18. But he would just, but, but yeah. they, well, at the large institutions, I don't want to speak for all of them, sure. but at least at UCLA depending on the cancer, even up to 25 years old, you can be considered pediatric. And they said that was a super good thing. Yeah. Because they want you to, um, 
I don't know. I don't know if I know how to explain that, but they said that, you know, your body is still changing, even right. though you're 18. Oh, it, sure. You're not quite that cancer. adult. Right. Yeah. And the, the Ewing's type sarcoma that he had is typically in younger, younger right. kids. Pediatric, yeah, right. patients. So, yeah. You know. so my point to that was basically that, you know, we would walk through those um, yeah. those doors and see little, little ones. And Ryan would say, I'm so glad that they're not going to remember this. Or I'm so I glad know. that they're, yeah. they're little and they won't, they won't recall this, but. My son, yeah. that was a little bit different because, you know, you have He's, to watch it. And yeah. you have to mm-hmm. you have to endure it. And he knows exactly what's going on. So um Yeah, because he's hovering he's adult, yeah. Maybe pediatric, right. you know, being treated than pediatrics, but he's an adult. You he know? Is. And, yeah. He's an adult. And he yeah. had to sign the papers and everything. Yeah. So um, you know, there was questions that you know every time they would have to ask you know have you been out of the country and i'm thinking to myself oh ryan don't joke now don't joke now you know and, you yeah, know thank god there was no covid yeah. at the time I yeah know. exactly oh my goodness exactly. he'd and have been the, in isolation yeah, the whole time. yeah the other question they would always have to ask too is if you know his home life was good and sometimes they would ask me to step out of the room and, and i'm like yeah. oh lord please ryan don't joke about this one because you know you know they're gonna this is serious yeah, business right now they're asking real you know. reasons yeah. we already yeah. had so Social workers, we, like, we didn't need them coming to try and you take know, away. but he would get so sick of the same questions, yeah. like you know, no, what do you think I did? I just, you know, yeah. I didn't go to out of the country. Yeah. I was here last week I for my just, treatment. You just saw me, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, like yeah. don't be. Yeah, he'd get so irritated with it, but yeah. you know, they're doing their job too, and that's what we Absolutely. tried to explain them that you yeah. know they're all doing a great job. So it is, um, it is what it is. But um, so, um, what exactly was your treatment, and what was your regimen? Because I know, like we talked about, everything's different. So yeah. how how what did that look like? And also, I want you to add in like how COVID yeah. affected things. Because sure, yeah. So, so yeah, so, you know, so that happens and then they're just like, you know, we need to get going. They were like, you know, get going right away. And, uh, and so, you know, we need to get going on treatment. So, um, I got that oncologist that he recommended stuff was sent over, met with him the next week. This is where it's kind of weird because of COVID. I, I, all, everything from here, I'm alone, you know, like I'm going and, you know, I'm going into these appointments. I'm FaceTiming. I, I remember for that appointment specifically, you were in the yeah. car in the parking lot. Oh, I'm FaceTiming, you know, the, with her and the doctors talking. And <laughs> it's my first time. Thing. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. my first time meeting the doctor. And he and I are both wearing masks. I mean, I, I worked with that oncologist um, in that office for, you know, what, six, seven months. And I've still never, I've never seen their faces. I mean, it's just such a weird world weird. right now. And, it, and the, the world was already weird. And then, and then I get this diagnosis on top of it which just compounded that so so the plan was i was told right then we need you need to get started on chemo we need to put a metaport in get you on chemo and get going now you know and and like asap and uh so that's basically what happened so so you know diagnosed april 15th i think i started chemo first week of may so about two weeks later and was your treatment like every two weeks every week it was uh three days of chemo every three weeks so i would go in for seven hours on day one and then it was two hours about two to three hours on days two and three and then it was uh basically start the cycle over three weeks weeks and that was considered a round and that was a round and the plan was you know uh it it was it's a pretty harsh they they had warned me before they're like this is a pretty harsh chemo regimen but you're young and healthy and and you're you know we're typically doing this on older people i think you'll be fine and um and and usually they go six rounds with that okay. and i went eight rounds 
Oh. And and it was and it was after that that it was like, you know, I was told like you guys, it was basically early on like we need to get you to an institution. You mm. know, like you're either going north or south. And sure. and so I put it out stuff to both Stanford and UCSF because they that quickly became apparent through right. information that you get. Mm -hmm. You know, that for what I have, those were probably right. two of the top institutions that we have around here. Things kind of got rolling quicker probably with UCSF, and so they kind of became my my the quarterbacking group okay. of, of my treatment. So, so they ended up, you know, the, the scans and everything that I was having done in that process showed that it was just basically keeping everything stable. It wasn't shrinking the tumors that I had, but the tumors I had weren't growing and I wasn't further metastasizing. So it was keeping this pancreatic and the two liver tumors kind of just at bay. So that's why they pushed it to eight rounds. But they, they, even at UCSF, they're like, we never go, we rarely go past six. We really never go past eight. And I think the top oncologist for what I have, you know, there, the department head was like, I've seen one person go 10 rounds. And that's just because it's harsh. And so it was okay. after all of that, that they were like, everyone then was you know coming out like i can't believe what you've endured like yeah. and the you you're just like i only surfing. know what i know like yeah you know i don't know any different you know yeah. and so but yeah i was i was Active. i was surfing i was doing whatever i felt i was honestly through the whole process of of that chemo i felt other than you know the days of chemo itself and maybe two or three days after, after. it would mm -hmm. kind of beat me down but but I never was like nauseous, sick. Uh, oh, wow. I did lose all my hair, you know, body changes and, and weird things are happening that way and whatever. But um, but overall, I, I was maintained. I never had any pain. Wow. Was was felt good. Did you, you know? have to take the new Lesta shot? Uh, yes. The the. I think the they do bone marrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a shot in the back of the arm. And, and, and it's funny. Yeah. Because I just remember. Uh, I think this came up in, in your podcast with Aaron, your son, yes. but, uh, I, so I just watched that recently, but yeah. And, and I was like, Oh man, I know what he's talking about it's... with the bone pain. Yeah. So the long bone pain that would happen, okay. you know, because of that shot. Yeah. And, and, and Brian and, hated that. Yeah. That it was, was weird. I remember crouching point. down to help the kids with things. And it's funny cause you mm, don't feel it yes. at all going down. And then you, you try to get up and I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I, I feel like, I feel like my femur is going to break. break. It was it was so bizarre. And I'd, I remember a couple of times having to call Megan over and be like, Hey, come lift me up. Yeah, you know, like, give me a hand. Give me yeah. a hand. Yeah. It was so bizarre. Oh, so, yeah. gosh. So during all this, you got a special phone call or something, oh. right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, I'm yeah. glad you brought that. Yeah. Totally. Yes, yeah. I need to hear story. Yeah. Tell that story. Okay, it's a yeah. great story. So, so early on, you know, I had text, you know, we have, I, we have really close friends here mm -hmm. that we love and, and that have just been incredibly supportive and, and, you know, I, I text everybody early on and just said, Hey, you know, this is what is going on with me. And I just mm. want you guys to be aware and, and everything. And like all of us, you know, when you get that news, like you guys have been through, oh, gosh, yes. you, you, yeah, you're just, you're shock and awe, like you said. And, and also your thoughts are just like, what can I do? And, and the thing with cancer is like, you can't, I mean, it's, mm -mm. it's terrible. It sucks. I mean, there's, you can't do anything and that's you want to just take it away or you yeah. want to just oh. be like you just yeah, yeah. it's so bizarre it's, compared to other things yeah. that you're dealing with in life because a lot of other things you can step in and intervene and, mm -hmm. and offer this and do that or whatever and, and it can help remedy the situation sure. cancer is just so weird so all my friends were going through that and and one friend in particular just knows i love jeopardy and 
I'm, I'm a fan. I watch it every day. And, and I love Alex Trebek. And, and just, you know, it's just, it's just my thing, you know, it's like, it's right up my alley. And, and Alex Trebek is, some people may know was diagnosed uh, with pancreatic cancer. He had the more common type, the adenocarcinoma. And he had, you know, he had announced it about a year before I was diagnosed. Yes. It was March of, of uh, 2019. And he was going through treatment and stuff. So, so my buddy, uh, Jared, his name was like, I don't, I just was sitting there and I was like, I don't know what to do, but that thought occurred. And so he's like, I'm going to reach out to Alex Trebek. So he ended up emailing a producer of Jeopardy saying, Hey, my buddy's a huge fan, young guy, just got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Um, is there, you know, just wonder if there's, if Alex could give him a shout out or something and just kind of, you know, just that, that guy wrote back and he's like, you know, hey, despite what you might think about Alex Trebek, he's actually has zero technology. He doesn't have an email. <laughs> he like, doesn't have an email. Yeah. Oh, my god. So he's gosh. like, so, you know, your best bet is to write a letter. So then my, oh my friend, gosh, yeah, so then my friend was like, I love you, Rob, but I'm not, I'm not going to sit down and write a letter. So he, he's like, you know, so he did some homework and he saw where Alex Trebek's wife maintains a blog. Oh. Separate from being Alex Trebek's wife by any means, just something separate. So he ends up emailing her on that. And nothing of it. Didn't think anything of it. And he told me that. And he was like, hey, I just, I wrote yeah. Jean Trebek as her name and and just told her about your situation. The crazy thing is, is this is, you know, in COVID and and my friends were all, hey, I, I know we're not really supposed to get together, but let's get together and, and just, we'll keep that. distance and whatever. But yeah. this is a terrible time and we just need to see each other's faces. Need, yes. So, so, you know, my, one of my buddies owns a restaurant in Slow. So we, we met there and we did socially distance and sat at our tables and whatever, but we just, we just need to see each other. Yeah, and they just and need to be like, you know, let me know face to face that they're sure. here for mm-hmm. me. Well, literally it, my phone rings and, and right then and there in front of all my friends and my friend that had initiated this. And, and again, it came up as unknown number. And you guys probably have been through this where yes. you're, oh. you answer every phone call right. because you're yeah. like, I'm getting phone calls from San Doctors Francisco. I still yeah. do it today. Yeah, they they want to lower my tra- credit card <laughs> rates. So I'm like, really? Come on. Like, Dang yeah. it. I fell for it. Yeah. I know. And, and so I'm like, hey, let me answer. So I answer it and, and I'm like, hey, this is, you know, hello. And he's like, hey, I'm looking for Rob Chatterton. I said, this is he. And he goes, hey, my name is Alex Trebek. And I'm like. It, it, I, I was like, I, my first thought was like, who would yeah. be this who, Who's me? playing this? Yeah, I'll, I'll take yeah. 500 yeah. for yeah. Like, who, who is? For 500. Yeah. So, so, so I, I put it on speakerphone really quick and I'm like, guys, it's, it's Trebek. <laughs> and they're all like, what? And then, and then he started talking again and, and a couple of my buddies clued in and, you know, he's got a distinct voice and, oh, yeah. and so I take it off speakerphone because I don't want to miss anything. And he's like, I understand, you know your friend Jared reached out to my wife and I understand oh. that you've been diagnosed and, and I just wanted to call and, and offer anything I could offer and just answer any questions you might have about pancreatic cancer. Wow. And so it was just awesome. And, and so I, you know, he and I had about a four or five minute conversation. He was insanely gracious and just friendly and, and, and I was blown away with how much, I mean, he had really read whatever information my friend gave him. Cause he's, he, he said, you know, at one point he was like, hey, Rob, you're you're young, you're 42 years old, you've got three little kids. Yeah. And he's like, you've got, you have the ability to fight this in a way that I don't have. He's wow. like, I'm going to be 80 years old. I've had a great life. And, and, you know, you can fight this in a way that us older people just can't. Yeah. And, uh, and then he offered, he's like, can I offer you some advice? And I was like, of course. And he was like, you know, I would just say, you know, take this one day at a time, literally live one, one day, day at a time. time. And, and I remember hearing that at the time and I, and, 
and and, and it's a cliche phrase, but it is. at it is. some point in this process, it becomes like one of the most accurate, true. And you don't know like, what it's like until you've lived in it. Exactly. And people that say live one day at a time. Yeah. They they don't understand until you actually have to do that. Yes. Yes. And and they're they're it, it's not it, it's not a you know it's a cliche phrase for a reason i mean it, it because it is true i mean and, it it, and it's the way you end up it's the lifestyle you have to adopt you do yeah yeah and then he said um yeah he said live one day at a time and he said um keep a positive uh attitude which which i'm like check you know i'm gonna do that no matter what and then he said and then pray for some luck and he's like just pray for a little bit of luck you know wow. and, and 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 that That's... i learned to it, it you know again I, in the time i'm like you know because like we talked about cancer doesn't care, doesn't nope. know, doesn't yep. know, doesn't, it, it just, it's doing its thing, which is taking over your body, trying mm -hmm. to survive, even at the expense of your body, yep. but it doesn't know and care about any of that other stuff. And so luck kind of becomes part of it too, where it's mm -hmm. like, it, it, you know, and, and I like what he said about pray for luck because there is this element of turning it over to a higher power, but also like understanding that. It, some people are going to have good outcomes and some people just right, aren't. And, right. and, and that's just the nature but of the how beast. how cool from him. Oh, totally. From it him. Was awesome. Like, I you're somebody that you, you like, totally oh. encouraging. Like, I mean, just a neat. Yeah. He didn't have to do that. No, he that's took exactly, his that's time. That's what my thought was. And I asked, you know, I said, how are you doing? And he's like, hey, I, I'm okay. And he's like, don't, don't worry about me. And, 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 you know, and, and obviously since we all know, you know, last November he passed away and, and, and he lived, you know, a year and a half with it at 80 years old, which is Tremendous. phenomenal. He didn't look 80. No, no never. never. Yeah, never. I when, when I found out that he was 80, I was like, what? what? Yeah. yeah, I know. He's, yeah. He's, he's ageless. And, uh, yeah. And, and, but, but my thought was that was like, what an incredible person to just be, to I mean, he could hunker down and just be like, I'm done. Yeah. You know, I don't, he owed me nothing. Yeah. And he right. goes, I thought know, that was yeah. really, really so a too. cool, yeah. cool gesture. Just, um, you know, he wanted to do something for someone else. Totally. And I thought that was really, really cool. And that just, we talk about it time and time again, after all these podcasts we do, it is so important to have that support group. Yeah. And I know mm -hmm. you, and I know that your support group, and I know that, um, you it's strong it's yeah, strong yeah, you've got absolutely. some amazing people um surrounding you and you know rallying around you and oh, um definitely yes it is it's it's amazing so um i i encourage you just to keep doing what you're doing keep yeah. and, and yeah. yeah and there's always hope there's yeah, always there's hope and there's right. um and i i just love i love his his community of people um Everybody I seem to come, I always text Rob, hey, I, I found a guy in that, you know, Aaron's toe that had an ingrown toe now or whatever. He's like, oh, yeah, he's such a great guy. I'm like, oh, of course you know him. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it just made me laugh yeah. that this is, um, and it's one person after another, and that yeah. is just super, um, it's awesome to hear. Yeah. But um, I hope you know that we're here for you, too. Yeah. No, we're, I we're always, um, yeah. yeah, we're always here, and um, and I always try to check on you periodically, both you, of you. you you've because, been amazing. Yeah, it's important to me, especially with Megan, because Megan, it, I've been in your boat, you know? Yeah. And that's the hard part, is that it's it's hard to watch and hard to see and, and walk through. And um, But it's one day at a time. It's one day yeah. at a time. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. So... Um, you kind of feel a little helpless, but you aren't. You're, yeah. you're doing an amazing job. Um, and, um, yeah, any other last things you want to? 
you're in our thoughts and our prayers. Absolutely. Thank you. Anything that we can do to, oh, to help. Also, I wanted to yeah. mention too, you do have updates with Caring Bridge, don't you? I, I do. You That's true. And I, I'm time. so You bad. haven't been doing it. Okay. No, no I have. I have. It, it, it's been about a month and, and I need to update. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm I just currently, wanted other people if they wanted to yeah, you know, yeah. keep updated on yeah. your story. That Absolutely, they, they can. can and I need to go up there and update because I've, yeah, I am back on chemo. It's a less harsh chemo. That's why I've got hair and stuff. But I'm on a, every two weeks, I'm on okay. a chemo that I take home for 48 hours. I'm, I'm, I'm actively getting radiation. Like I got radiation yesterday. I'll get gotcha. it today. It has spread. It's spread to my liver and other spots and, and, uh, um, to my brain and my left eye. Mm. Uh, and so that's what they're radiating right now is, is a muscle in my left eye. So un- unfortunately it is, it, it's doing its thing, you know, which is being aggressive and, and trying to, it's being you know, cancer. Yeah, it's yeah. being cancer. Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, you know what, it, you know, I, it, since the kind of recent, uh, information or news that we got, which wasn't great, you know, um, and and I started feeling pain and sick and and we're dealing with that you know for the for the first time in this process but it's it is getting better I'm better today than I was yesterday which is better than the day before so right. so any One improvements day. yeah and then exactly in the last few weeks and months I would say I've really adopted that I'm literally just taking it one day, one at, a time. day at a I time I literally wake up and I and you know I. I Feel for my port to make sure it sounds morbid, but no. I feel for my port and I make sure I'm alive. Because <laughs> I'm and like, there you go. Because I don't know, I don't know what yeah. that transition's gonna. You know, who of us really knows, you no, know? And right. and so you know, I I make sure I'm alive, and I and I realize I am, and then I say, you know, what do I have to do today? I've got That's radiation right. at three, you know. So now I'm gonna That's go. Right. I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna hang out with Megan. I'm gonna absolutely. play with the kids, you know. And absolutely, those are the yeah. most important things. Absolutely, those are the most important yeah. things. Yep. Your family. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, um, one day at a time, we'll be, we'll be praying for that too. And, um, yeah. yeah and there, yep. There's just attitude is everything. Yeah, it, absolutely. Right. Attitude right. is everything. And so, I know that absolutely. that sounds very cliche, but, um, that was Ryan's thing and that's yeah. what got him through. Um, I know that you've heard this before, but people would walk into doctors would walk into his room and um, they'd say, how you doing, Ryan? He's like, I'm living the dream. <laughs> and how I, he was living the dream. We still don't understand. Know. And, but, you know, but that's where he was mentally. Exactly. That's where he was. And that's so that's, inspiring. It, it is. honestly is. And that's why I tell you that is just to inspire yeah. you that there, you. there is somebody out there that has it worse. Absolutely. And there yeah. is. I mean, there is somebody out there. I know that's so hard to think of. Um uh, that's one reason why I believe that Ryan did 17. Well, he's the one that thought of the whole 17 strong. Um, cause he wanted other people to yeah. make sure that he, they got what he didn't get. Yeah. So, um, which is yeah, amazing so that an 18 year old yeah, can like, think about that and to, yeah. and to move, you know, to move forward in that and know that, um, he's helping others. And yeah. yet, um, that's what gets me through. So, yeah. um, yeah, I am so thankful for you too. Thank you. Um, yeah. Thank I you love for being here. That you, you were here. Absolutely. And I want to say, I, I really am just, I just want to say how thankful we are. And I am, you know, just for you guys. I mean, you came and brought, I mean, oh, yeah, Holly brought me a 17 strong. The day before I was going into chemo, Holly brought me a chemo care package. And, <laughs> I remember just, you know, I knew. Gosh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's quite all right. Uh, I, you know, Danelle had just, Danelle went back on chemo the same week, or the, I think one week before. Yep. 
I did. And and I knew you were, you know, I, I just, I knew you were going through a lot. And, uh, and just to have that, <laughs> just to have you take the time and, and think of me and put together something like that was just, it's obviously very touching to me. And I just appreciate that. And thank you. Oh gosh. Well, and you mean a lot to me, Rob. You know, and I know. I know that, um, we had some great conversations, but I think that, you know, that Absolutely. how much you mean to me yeah. and, um, you supported us through the whole Ryan situation. You made sure that you were there. So yeah. that means a lot. It was not unnoticed. It was, um, well, I'm glad. I hope you know that. And I'm sorry if, you know, I, we were talking earlier and I was like, you know, I've, I've always been struggled with knowing what to say to people and when they're going through things that you, you just haven't been through, you know, and, and, and sometimes by default that puts me in a place of just, well, don't say anything at all because it's better to say nothing than the wrong thing. And, and I hope I was, I hope I was there for you guys, but I, but I've sensed, and you've been incredible that way. And, and to any of our, any listeners out there, it's weird. Holly and I were talking earlier about this. It's just that, I don't, there, I don't know if there's a wrong thing you can, just knowing, even, I've had people text and say, I don't know what to say, but I just, and that's okay. I love you. That's you know? okay. Yeah. That's, exactly. well, that's, that's the exactly. best four letter word that's there right. is. Exactly. And that's you're just right. like, you know what? Like, and, and, and since, you know, being diagnosed almost a year ago, I've had friends go through other incidents and whatever. And I'm, and my thing is just like, I'm, don't hesitate. Text Please. them, call, yes. whatever. Right then. Exactly. Right then. Don't, there's, yeah, don't, don't sit on it. Don't. Yep. You know, have yep. paralysis by analysis, trying to think of the perfect thing to say. Just right. reach out. That's right. And I can guarantee you, from that person's point of view, they just love that's knowing right. that you're thinking of them. That's, that's it. Right. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's all. Right. It's, that's uh-huh. what. It's, somebody at know the end of the day, yeah. that you care exactly. that, that I care. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. And um, I can't thank you enough. Yeah, yeah. thank you can't guys. Thank you. We love everyone you guys. that's love you reached too. out to us. Absolutely amazing. Amazing. The community, the friends, yeah, the community that we live in is amazing. Oh my gosh. Oh, when you are, I can't say enough. I cannot say enough. So you guys came back here. You're meant to be here. Absolutely. We don't understand, but we're walking through it. Right. And we know that we're loved here. So with that, yeah. we're going to wrap up another 17 Strong podcast. And uh, we thank you both for being here. Thank you. And uh, for all of our listeners, thank you. We know that this was a long one, but it was uh, it was an important one. So and remember, attitude is everything. You've been listening to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. To be part of the show, make a donation, or request more information, go to 17strong.org. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-E-E-N strong dot org.